0: Welcome everybody to Bass Impacts, and today we're going to be talking about Apostolic Hub Power Keys, which is something that my wife found and she wanted us to do a uh, a reaction where me and her have not even discussed this before, and it's just an <laughs> open discussion, and who knows, we may tussle because we've never talked about this this specific thing that she pulled off online, so should make for some good content so it,
1: it should for sure um especially you know i'm trying to find these posts cuz you know some of them are so subtle too and again equipping you guys to help discern um some of these comments and you know phrases that apostles and prophets say um is very beneficial so let's what's, jump right the, into what's, it. what's with
0: the quotations <laughs> I
1: am (laughs) 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 prophets, apostles, quote unquote. unquote. Okay. All right. So like he said, two apostolic hub power keys. So I'm going to read through it and then we're going to go, we're going to go for it. Okay. So number one, the mark is transformation. God doesn't plant an apostolic community in a territory to conform, but to transform Apostolic transformation requires a company of sent ones. They occupy the territory to establish a kingdom work. Apostles operate in divine levels of wisdom and strategy. They will mobilize, teach, and instruct. You want to go first
0: you want me to? Mm, no, I might as well go first. So when I first read this, I was basically like, what? What? <laughs> is going on here so it kind of reminded me of of that thing that we went to um that event uh last year and end up talking about you know that there's like spiritual strongholds on areas and generational curses and that there's certain areas that are more blessed by others and some that are more cursed by others and it leads into the whole, you know, anointing grounds and this yeah. and that and, you know, blowing the shofar and all this. And, and it's just what it reminds me of initially is that there is a place in um, Arizona. I forget, but it's a hub for New Age practices. Mm. And there they talk about how there's like places where you can dwell and soak up the like the... Wisdom. the wisdom and, and, and the new agery or whatever <laughs> it is and like you can connect with the universe and be more one with it and there's these portals and yeah. openings to help you access this this new knowledge or or whatever they're trying to do there and it just reminds me of these things like that and and it just for me it feels like they're pulling from that right and i guess the way that i would would ask is despite the different intricacies that they're trying to make out of it like the transforming of things the conforming of things uh, sent ones and you know territory that's supposed to be God's work and, and to say that this territory will be used to mobilize and instruct and send out apostles or prophets or other trained people that they have deemed you know as their followers I just it's, to me. It'd be first like, what is your biblical basis for this? Right. Like, can you can you tell me biblically where any of this for the Bible says that, that, where it states this? Mm-hmm. And 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 why? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. Questions are good. <laughs> and further, I guess I would say you don't need an apostle or territory to be transformed in your life. Okay. Miss comment on divine wisdom and strategy. Seems to be saying they have this extra special knowledge with what you were saying. I know you Mm. kind of reminded you of the new age, but it also reminds me of Gnosticism a little bit. Mm. (laughs) And Romans 12, 1 through 2. (laughs) I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So guys, this starts with a mind, not a territory. Number two.
0: Yes, so this one is supernatural endurance and patience. The apostolic sees the long-term plan, and apostles have grit. They stick with it and don't quit. (laughs) He's a a poet and he didn't even know it. Apostles and apostolic <laughs> companies are developed to be patient. This is a key marker. And there's a verse here. Is this the verse that you sent me? Do they utilize this verse for this? Yeah, they okay. utilize
1: this verse. It's Second Corinthians twelve twelve. It says, Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. Which is a complete isogetical approach huh. to this passage. They did not read... The context of the whole entire chapter to understand what this verse meant. So, I guess
0: That next part that you sent me here about Paul, is that also something that they claim? Yeah. Okay, so it says, you know, Paul had divine patience. He wasn't moved by the warfare or by emotional turbulence. This is a vital part of territorial transformation and apostolic ministry. The ruling demons will fight, but God's people must persevere. This will be done through teaching prayer and prophetic and the prophetic which empowers warfare and builds up so again, kind of like circular here where we go back again to what he was claiming was the premise that you know they may be trying to start these these strongholds where there may be demonic strongholds on on, on the city and that you know that, that they must persevere through this and while while in a sense for me specifically I don't find anything wrong with saying yes we need to persevere through demonic oppression or or being targeted you know by the enemy it's when you start twisting things to mean something that they don't right and it's because exactly how you said it did they properly interpret that scripture or are mm-hmm. they mimicking what somebody else who has that same ideology as them has told them that that verse means? Right. And, and like are they herma- hermeneutically and isa- or, um, exegetically. exegetically looking through what the cultural context, is it prescriptive or descriptive? Right. Like are they doing the proper diligence or their right. due diligence to see what the context of what verse they're using Yes. and most of the time it's just out of context
1: right and that brings me to my next point you know they said that that was a key marker of an apostle but again they completely miss what scripture says the key marker to an apostle is being an eyewitness of christ rising from the dead mm-hmm. and acts and paul they are very specific on that and that verse that they use second corinthians twelve, 12 i'll read it one more time um truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. This verse is talking about the twelve apostles, to what they did and compared them to false apostles. It's a descriptive text, not prescriptive. And ironically, Paul was writing this letter because some false apostles had been coming into the church, and these apostles pretended to be higher than Paul and were being very boastful. Instead of talking about everything he can do, Paul actually starts talking about his sufferings and weakness and you can see this in verse 5 and 9 of this same chapter.
0: Mm. Very good.
1: Yep, so if you want transformation, you don't need an apostolic ministry, you need Jesus and submitting yourself to Him
0: and mm-hmm. His word,
1: not a word from an apostle, Ephesians 6 classically spells out what to do in spiritual warfare. And just to read some of it for you guys, Ephesians 6, starting in verse 14, it says, Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. First and foremost, you got to have truth. And what is true? You know, the, the scriptures. You know, all scripture is God breathed. So if you don't start off with what is true in God's word, everything else is going to fall in error.
0: Mm hmm. And so. We thank you all for joining us for this first uh, episode of Many to Come, where we're going to be trying to tackle things like this, Um, just claims that either I or my wife find.
1: Yes, and if you have anything that you ran across, send it to us. Okay, we'll attach our email to this podcast. If you have anything we want to go over, um, just send it to us, and we'll, we'll do our best.
0: Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time.